Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. Hi everyone, I'm Simon from Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm very pleased to welcome a fellow podcaster, uh, Kawan, to the podcast. Uh, He stumbled into fitness and journeyed his way into becoming a master trainer. So quite different to some of the guests that I've had before. Uh, He puts in his bio that he wouldn't be where he is without mentors and business partners. He now owns and helps operate three gyms and is expanding. And Kawan now serves as a guide to help others find their strengths. He also, as I mentioned, hosts a podcast called Valueverse. And I was listening to it just before we jumped onto this. So listeners go out there and listen to Valueverse. And he talks about stories of mastery, growth and success. Uh, He's fascinated by the intertwining in business, leadership, nature and philosophy. Wow, this is going to be an interesting chat. And the good thing is he loves coffee. So that's great. Welcome to today's podcast. Good to have you with us. Simon, thank you so much. Uh, what an intro. I got to make sure I, I live up to that. And um, yeah, it's really an honor to be on. I love the show and, and super happy to be a guest on it. And yeah, it's it's interesting you, you say that, but you know, I've listened to yours and it's good to have somebody who gets a good amount of content into such a short space. You know, the people that send me two you know, sheets of bio and it's like, oh, I've got to pick out. And as soon as you start having to pick it out, it gets really difficult. So thank you for giving me such a great bio as well. Yeah, so absolutely. before we bore the listeners with a podcast appreciation society, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the coffee you're drinking today. Um, yeah. you know, What um, coffee have you got today and, and why are you drinking that particular coffee? So I actually went and I have a, I have a little you know packet right here. I know you probably can't read mm. that, but I, I went to Hawaii uh, on, a, on a little, on a pleasure trip. And so I actually was in LA when my buddy first introduced me to Kona coffee. And um, so it's Royal Kona. Uh, it's called coffee for royalty, mm. right? So yeah. it's hundred percent Kona coffee, medium roast. And he introduced me uh, to a, to a medium roast in, in Los Angeles. And as soon as I had it, it was just so smooth and it mm. was just the, the, the finish on it. Right. Cause sometimes I'll get like a, a lighter medium roast, you know, at some, some coffee shop and it's just like, it just hits you in the face a little bit. Right. And it, I, I don't mind that. Those, those are good yeah. once in a while, but the, the finish on this one is, is so much smoother and it's just a pleasure to drink. So, so I really enjoy that right now. And I suppose, is that your everyday coffee because drinking that kind of roast makes it so easy doesn't it so it's something that you could just sit there and just keep working your way through i'm on my third coffee this afternoon and likewise it's a very smooth roast and it just makes it easy to drink doesn't it oh it really does i'm a big fan of the the medium roast and so it's it's my every other day and then i also have another couple medium roasts that i sort of blend together and i was doing the french press which is, in my opinion, one of the best ways to, to have it. Um, and then it was a little time consuming for my every other day. So I do a little, um, a little coffee uh, drip machine on the other days there. So with a minimum amount of filter. 
So now, now this is something I've I've never asked a guest before, but it just come to me as you were saying there about the different ways of brewing. The water mm. is it filtered water? Uh, you know, for some of us, tap water is something we use. You know, we've got one of those jugs that filters out all and then puts all the minerals in and out of it. Uh, is it bottled water? How, how do you put the water into your coffee? So, so great. Absolutely. A difference maker. I do use filtered water. Yeah. So the filtered yeah. water and you can, I don't know, you can taste it when you don't use the fil filtered water. So I've, I've had to use tap and then I don't know, it, it just it sort of lets the coffee um, show it's, you know, it's more colors there or, or allow it yeah. to, to have that, that flavor. Yeah. The re reason I ask is because when I've gone for the more smoother blends where you can taste the different aspects of the coffee, the water makes such a difference. When you go yes. for those store coffee brands uh, a little bit sharper, actually, it doesn't make much difference. But when you really start to up your coffee level, the water makes a huge difference because it really it does, it does. those flavors. Yeah. It really does. And then there's like there's people that do like your temperature checks on it. And there's like it, it yeah, gets I'm deep. There yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not there either, but it's fascinating the uh, the culture behind it. So I'm, I'm really appreciative of, of a good cup of coffee. So how do how do you take your coffee? You know, Simon. I, for me, uh, it's it's black. That's just the way I do it. There, straight yeah. up, nothing in it. And yeah. um, I do. I am a fan of hot. I do once in a while when it's when it's warm out. I'll do an iced coffee, but. Yeah, just that's, just that's black. Yeah, yeah, black. You're in San Diego, aren't you? So I expected you to be more of a fan of the iced coffees. Here in the UK, I've really I, I tried a frappuccino coffee at Starbucks just the other week when we first had release from lockdown, and I sat outside. It was coolish, but I was I could start getting the brain freeze, and I thought, why am I drinking something so cold when the weather's not so hot? So I I don't quite get the iced coffee, but it's interesting you say you prefer hot coffee. I'm a hot coffee guy. I just, just the way, you know, I drank tea when I was younger and I still do a little green tea once in a while, but I don't know. It's just, for me, that's just what I'm, what I'm accustomed to. I think uh, it's more enjoyable that way. And it's the yeah. whole process of taking the sip and um, just taking your time with it. You know, yeah. I think there's a different taste. I think hot coffee tastes so much different for me. It's a much cleaner taste than, than some of the iced coffee. That's right. So, Thinking about favorite coffees, is Kona your favorite coffee or is there a particular one that if you had a real special occasion that you would turn to your favorite coffee? Is there any you difference? Know, I do like, I'm going to have to go with the Kona just because of the smooth finish on the medium roast. Great. Now you have a great to, bag, listeners. You can't see yeah. the bag, but it's a great bag as well. Royal. It looks royal. <laughs> it looks special, doesn't it? As well, <laughs> it definitely looks. Uh, and it, you know, it's it's a little bit up there on the price. A little more expensive than regular, you know, Arab yeah. Arabica beans, right? And but it's it's totally worth it. So it's. Uh, I'm going to say that's probably right now my current favorite one. Okay. Great. Great. Thinking about some of the things business related, then, and moving into this. What's been in your own business the the latest or most significant thing that you've worked on or fixed in your own business? You know, great question. I really love this one. It, for for us, it's been so. I have two other business partners, which I owe a lot of credit to. You know, most of my credit to to you know where we are. Um, and for us, it's always been a couple of things. And the one of the main ones is working together as a team, as a unit. 
um, and understanding each other um, sort of, because when we first met, we were, we, we knew each other a little bit, but we weren't, you know, friends like per se. We just, we were, you know, alliances and we come together with the same vision. And so the beginning was, was, was a bumpy ride because we were trying to understand each other. So yeah. a, a big thing is communication, um, the teamwork, and then the, the winning of the idea that we, we come up with or that we vet. Uh, collectively. So if I had to choose, it would be, it would be the functioning of, of the team to acquire the same goal that we all have, which is to, um, okay. to, you know, succeed in, in fitness and, and help people improve their lives. And it's, it's interesting there, because as I read the bio, you know, there's lots of things that you said that you do. And I'm, I love that you've given credit to business partners. And unfortunately my work life, I've only had two business partners and neither of them, uh, were long-standing and whilst we're still great friends uh, both sections you know one was best man at my wedding afterwards yeah I don't do partnerships that well and I think that's just because of the way that I work more than more than them probably mm -hmm. but you know you help uh, operate three gyms and that's expanding gives a little bit of that backstory into what the business does and and why you do what you do Sure. Yeah. So basically we we're a 24 uh, seven full access gym, right? So it's just like any other gym with all your equipment. And um, so it's an anytime fitness, which is a franchise. Mm -hmm. So basically you have access to all the anytimes worldwide. They're all independently owned. And um, we got into that model because at one point you, you don't have to have staff there. So we just basically, you know, we close the door. Yeah. And then you, you can walk away. Right. Because a business is, as you, as you well know, is, is can be very time consuming and yeah. um, it's, it's something that never really stops or sleeps. Right. So you think of a restaurant or, or something or that you, you always have to, it's the thing is a machine. You got to keep with it. And with the gym, yeah. we, we liked it because of that model of being able to close the door and walk away there. So we, we went through a lot of different ideas and there was, there was a couple that got shut down on us there that we, we tried to pursue like independent gyms. Um, and I'm, I'm so thankful that those did because it opened yeah. our, our door to, to bigger possibilities, which was hard to see at the time. Right. So when one door closes, sure. as they say, another one opens there. And we, uh, we got into that because of the ease of use and, and the support from the franchise as well. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we've got a, uh, an airtime franchise here in the UK. In fact, there's, there's one in my local town, uh, which is a brand new franchise just, just opening. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, gyms in our local town are either your typical boxing type gyms, you know, spit and sawdust, lots of guys going around and ladies actually as well. I don't want to be sexist grunting, groaning, lifting big weights and throwing things right. down with a great exertion of energy. Um, that's, you know, and I've been involved in the gym industry myself uh, over the years as well from somebody who's been to them and somebody who's been involved in, in the industry. Um, and it's good to know that that sort of franchise model serves you well from being able to close the door. And I never really thought about that, that that's the benefit of not you know, having a business that basically doesn't need the staff to be there. But what was the, the, the reason for the fitness then? Because it sounds like, you know, you've, you've been around fitness for a while. Um, 
what was the real purpose for, for getting into the gyms? So, you know, thank you. A great question. I, I basically got into it um, because a, a gentleman or a guy that I moved to Los Angeles with that I met in an acting class, um, you know, took an interest in me and, and knocked on my door one day and said, you know, do you want to go for a run? And I went on the run, Simon, it was one of the most painful things I had ever done. And I felt terrible <laughs> about it. And it was, it was, it was hard. Right. So I got through it and I just remember, uh, first not, not feeling too great about the way that I, it happened. And I thought, okay, this, you know, I want to do this again. Um, let me yeah. see if there's some improvement in there. Right. And, you know, to answer your question, I think that's kind of what I got hooked on. I love the, the fact mm -hmm. that you could improve yourself and, and constantly work at that and make yourself better at something. So fitness sort of sparked my interest in that regard. And it sort of took over because I, I got hooked to the, to the feeling of, of constantly becoming, progressing and becoming better. Right. So eventually it became sort of my life. And, uh, you know, another good friend of mine called on me and said, you know, you should, you should be a trainer. And I became a personal trainer and that's how I met, you know, my, uh, my business partner at the time as well. Yeah. So I worked my way up and the ranks started from zero to, you know, the, uh, the famous 10,000 hour um, rule yeah. of, of mastery there. So I, I hit the, the master. It's, it's not an easy journey, is it? So you know, the, <sighs> no, I, I think no. for the listeners, if you think that people just think, you know, I go to the gym a lot, I want to become a personal trainer. That is not how it works in majority of countries you, you don't just decide to be a personal trainer you've got to put the hard work in you've got to learn your skill you've got to learn anatomy and the way that things work together the muscle groups the way that exercise and at the end of the day you've got a lot of uh, responsibility for somebody's health and safety haven't you and yeah that's right uh, i had a trainer some years ago and i i raised a particular question with him about the use of the kettlebell and he said no no you'll be fine no crack on get it done and I did this exercise, whipped up this kettlebell, which was way too light uh, and overstretched and pulled a hernia. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of responsibility. So I think, you know, when you, you know, telling that story there, I think, you know, just, I just wanted to interrupt there because listeners, that is that 10,000 hours, you know, personal trainers don't just do it by chance. They do it because of the passion, but also the hard work they've put into it. So I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but I thought that's, oh, that's, uh, that's really yeah. important to point that out. Yeah, thank you for that. It's, it's so true. And it, just to touch up on that, before I became a trainer, I was working out for about, uh, I want to say, you know, five years, or four and a half years consistently. And yeah. I realized that that, you know, as they say, in, in any type of craft is sort of like was the apprenticeship, right? It was the, mm. the stage where I was to go through the, the drudgery and the pain and the understanding of it and, and showing up consistently. So my message, you know, to anyone that wants to be successful at something is, is throw yourself at it and, and commit to just the long haul of that, of that yeah. journey, you know, and, and don't look back, have faith in yourself and just, just go for it. And, yeah. and after just believe it or not, I'm just showing up is, you know, yeah. as you'll hear so often, but especially in fitness, because <laughs> the body adapts and, um, you know, it, it, you start to become better from it. So showing up on its own will is half the battle, in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. And but yeah, yeah, it's a bummer on the on the hernia there. I hope everything worked out and, and, and all that. So, 
Yeah, but yeah, that's a different story altogether um, regarding a ski trip and having it repaired when I got back from skiing. So that, yeah, we'll, we'll talk okay, about that okay, some yeah, other time. That's good. Yeah, but, uh, but it's it's interesting because I, you know, I know some people perhaps listening to this will be either franchise owners or considering a franchise, and I know a lot of people. And, and there's a particular reason I'm asking this little uh, theme of questions because I know a lot of people I've worked with in the past that have been franchise owners have gone into the franchise because they see a business opportunity, not because of something they're passionate about or that mm. they're hooked on in, in any way. And you know, with gyms in particular, you know, I know uh, people who have no interest in fitness at all, but because they see the, uh, they've gone to a franchise show, they've seen that it's a profitable franchise. They just, they're following the money, not following the, the purpose, the mission, the hook that, yeah. Uh, and I suppose that, yeah, the final question, just to finish off on this, what would you say to those people who are thinking of a franchise that don't quite have that, that fire in their belly for it or their, their, the interest in what they're moving into? You know, my, my takeaway there or, or advice is to uh, do something that, you, that excites you and do something yeah. that, that brings you that joy and that, that you're going to love, right? As I think Steve Jobs said, if you don't love it, you're going to fail. Right. And yeah. um, there's some truth to that. You can always leverage business to, to make money, but you want to think about who you're going to become in the process of that. Right. And I think that's, yeah. that's important for me. I can lay my head down at night um, in fitness because I, it's something that I believe in. So when I, when I go to sleep at night, I know I say, okay, this is something that is doing somebody some good and I'm yeah. okay with that. And I think that's yeah. the most important message is to do something that, you know, you can feel good about yourself for. Absolutely. Yeah. So how is it been? Because, you know, I certainly know over here in the UK, and I didn't realize any time was, you know, you can go to any time fitness. I thought you just joined your gym. I know perhaps you could join different gyms locally and go along, but I didn't realize it was, was anywhere. Um, so lockdown, in, as we record this, is easing in a lot of countries Melbourne in Australia. I was talking to somebody the other day. They're just going into a lockdown, so gyms are closing in Melbourne. Oh, yeah, uh, wow. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I really feel it for for those kind of industries, in particular the gym industry. Has anything changed because of lockdowns? And is there any sort of things that you have done differently because of the reaction to the pandemic that you know we're all coping with? Yeah. So when we we first shut down, it was it was obviously devastating there to us, and um, we you know we had to really get our heads together to to build an outdoor gym and that's sort of how we okay yeah to manage to to stay afloat there and um that that was the big the big big game changer and um yeah. i would say that you know to all businesses there is uh, to any business is you have to adapt um this yeah. is this is the key to to staying afloat to, to moving you know forward in in both business and life so for us, it was it was quickly adapting uh, to that protocol, and it was, I mean, insurmountable amounts of, of stress. You know, just to to try and channel those resources and 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 move those those wheels. So going back to you know my point is that's the importance of a team. You you have to work together because uh, working together is going to allow you to achieve five ten times more than what you can do. Um, you know, going at it. I couldn't imagine doing that alone, you know, I would, no, I but the, the strengths of the individuals is what 
what helps there. Now, each business you can, there's businesses you can do alone. There's businesses, but with, with the gym, there's just so many moving parts, but um, that, and that was the importance. Yeah. I, I think what you've touched on though is really important. And, you know, I've, I've had lots of different businesses in the past and it is a lonely place. And, you know, I didn't have business partners and even though I've had people that have worked for me and I've had shareholders in the business, they're not people who particularly are ones that you can get that kind of team working together and bounce things around with. And I think even though, you know, there are levels of that with people in the business that many of us probably have had, there are elements of loneliness that we all have in business. And, but we can always find somebody. There's already always a peer, isn't there? There's always somebody you can turn to. There's always an advisor, somebody who's been there, done that and, you know, can help you out with it. So you don't have to be alone. I think anybody who's in business now and has gone through any of this, if you think you've got to be alone, you don't have to find somebody uh, that can, different people can do different aspects, can't they? But I think that's really important what you've just said there. You know, we, we're not alone in the business. We really that's are. right. That's right. And, you know, there's, you can go alone at, at certain fields, you know, be it e-commerce or, or different businesses that don't require multiple levels of, of partners. But, you know, my biggest takeaway there is, is find a mentor in something that you want to yeah. you want to do. And that and that's a game changer in and of itself. I wouldn't be where I am without highly um, competent individuals better than myself that I just I just listened to and, and yeah, yeah. you know, got out of my own way, you know. Yeah. And sometimes you, you need somebody who can just be there and listen. Like you said about showing yeah. up, you, somebody, you need somebody who's just going to show up and just be a pair of ears, not judge, not, you know, critique, oh. not, you know, condemn you. Sometimes you, you need that, but other times you just need somebody who can just listen. So there's that's exactly types right. Of people you need. Yeah, that's right. And it's, it's interesting there, listeners, that, you, you know, that, you know, Kawan started by talking about a business model where you can close the door and the business still runs to then having to completely change to an outdoor gym. That doesn't sound like a gym, but you can close the doors on that easily. So quite right. a shift. How's it been since then? You know, what, what kind of lessons have you taken away and how's it been after you worked on that outdoor gym? You know, it, we, we opened the outdoor gym and we basically had to adapt to everything that requires an outdoor facility. So equipment, you know, we had to hire contractors to build a tent we had to get fencing. It was, I mean, you know, you want to get challenged. And I tell everybody this is, is open a business up. You're going to learn a lot about yourself and, mm -hmm. you know, what kind of, you know, things you go through. And it was, it was almost overnight because they were announcing the reshutdown within a few days. So we had to quickly right. immediately get on, on top of, of doing it. And, you know, there's so much that that goes into it, but the few takeaways there are, you know, um, allow the, the idea, the best idea to win. So on a team or anybody there, it's easy to get your ego involved and to, um, you know, say, be a no guy and, and be, you know, hamper progress. But you want to get your ego, you know, bench the ego and and allow the, the idea, the best idea to win. So, you know, we, we, we marshaled our, our resources and we, and we just used all of our heads and put it together to, to, to make it happen. And it was, uh, you know, it was very demanding, but it was, it yeah, was yeah. worth it. So, and we, we encountered storms and it, 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 it ruined the tent at one point. So we had to file a claim. I mean, it, it, all sorts of things happened. You, you'd be, you'd be uh, amazed. 
Well, the universe has a way of testing our tenacity, doesn't it? You know, it tests our resolve by just throwing us a few curveballs now and then and seeing how we respond to it. And if we keep pushing on, then the rewards come, no matter you know, what we believe in. Um, before I get you to uh, share a little bit more of tips and lessons, I, I want to uh, talk about what you said at the end of your bio that I'm reading here, that you're fascinated by the intertwining in business leadership, nature and philosophy. So tell us a little bit more about that fascination. I'd love to know more about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And thank you for that. Not a lot of people let me uh, nerd out on this subject, but it's basically, um, you know, <laughs> you in, business, yeah, thanks, Simon. in business, you have, you know, business sort of involves so many different aspects, right? So you have, it's an essentially an ecosystem of its own, right? Where mm. it, it has its own laws, it has its own, you know, um, mini government in its, in its own regard, right? And there's certain rules and things that people abide by. And then you yeah. have um, these, these wonderful people that run it, that all bring their unique gifts. So for me, I look at that and I, and I see nature and I say, you know, it's, it's not much different than what's happening in um, a rainforest, right? It's, it's, yeah. you know, it's everything works in harmony to keep the thing going, right? Um, the intertwining of that and nature and the philosophy behind sort of business, sports, their correlation, uh, you know, of the team and, and, you know, how you have different plays that, that work and principles and, and I'm always, I'm seeing the, the cross correlation between business and all other facets of life. Yeah. And I think how, how wonderful is that, that you can do something that incorporates it all, right? Um, in my earlier uh, years, I, I struggled to find my identity um, with so many things. And I, I stumbled upon acting because it allowed me to play different roles in, in, in escaping into someone. And business sort of allows you to, you know, be in, in multi-worlds there, right? And and experience yeah. so many things that that business offers, whatever business you're in. And it's just, it's really fascinating to me how how much of it is interconnected. Yeah. And it's interesting you said there about that, you know, allowing you to go into roles into business. I think many of us feel forced into roles. And we have <laughs> to wear those many hats. Yeah. And in a way, we are performing, aren't we? We are acting. We have to hone our skill and you know I've, I've done it many times where I've had you know rotten days really really rotten days you know I've, I've lost people very close to me and then had to walk into the office and yeah you know I'm not a great believer of putting a face on that's completely false but you do have to as you said earlier on just show up you do have to just lift your chin up be a better person and just go in there and you know very often with different roles in the business we have to do that don't we that's exactly right. And, you know, to, to touch up on that, it's just, it's everything that an adventure entails in business. And yeah. the reason why I, I sort of correlated with the acting is because you're, you're this person that you're right, you know, you get into these roles that you're forced into. And, you know, for me, I, I found mine and just seeing this whole thing unfold and in, in adventures, you know, it's not always good times, right? Yeah. There's times that, that happen in, in, you know, the hero's life or the movie or whatever is that, that the medium you, you watch that you notice that there are ups and downs and sometimes it's tough, you know? So, yeah. you know, having outlets like, like working out and then mindfulness, you know, meditation, that's, that's kind of helped me to just slow down and, and be, yeah. A better person for those around me. 
So tell the listeners how they can find out more about you, how they can listen to your podcast, Valueverse. Just give uh, the listeners a little bit of idea of how we can consume more, more of you, your content, and, and also yeah, listen to the great podcast, which I can tell you listeners is well worth a listen to. So go and listen to it when you, when you get the links to this. Hey, thank you so much. So the, yeah, the podcast is on all uh, streaming platforms. I mean, that's just Valueverse. And you can check them out on the website as well, which is www.thevalueverse.com. And I'm very active on Instagram, which is at Valueverse. And then my booking one is at The Valueverse on Instagram as well. So two accounts there. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm always open to, to inquiries and uh, people that just want to know more and anything I can do to help. So um, I you know, thoroughly enjoy your show and it inspires me as well. So what is it you like about Instagram? You know, I do a little bit on Instagram. I put my videos on Instagram. I've, I've not quite made the shift. I've only just made the shift from Facebook to LinkedIn. And now's, uh, you know, I'm doing a little bit on Instagram. What is it about Instagram that you like and draws you to it? You know, that's, it's great. I, I actually am the same way. I just went on LinkedIn and people were like, man, like, where, where are you? You don't have a LinkedIn. And um, for me, Instagram, I think was just the, uh, the ease of use. Right. And yeah. I got one when I was um, a while back and I would post like workout videos and it's funny enough, but over the pandemic, I, I had all this time on my hands and I said, well, you always wanted to do something with Instagram. It always gnawed at me which is sort of what yeah. the podcast was born from, right? Because I, I wanted to add value and I just didn't really know how to do that online without launching some sort of course. So I just started posting every day and I started posting like infographics, like business infographics on there. And then my, my followers started, you know, growing and I thought, oh, wow, people actually, you know, pay attention. And okay. so that was my way of just sort of having a little bit of a niche on social media. And um, I think yeah. Instagram allowed that through the ease of pictures where I didn't have to post like a video of me talking every day because, <laughs> you know, once it becomes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once it becomes yeah. like a chore, right? It's like, all right, I'll probably skip this video today, but. Yeah, I, I've just done a, a Facebook challenge and I've done it on all the platforms. I didn't do it on Instagram because the, the, the problem I have with Instagram is that I, I, I'm very much a Mac person. You know, I do a lot of work with uh, in the past with Apple. So everything I've got is is Mac. And whether you like Mac or not is, is a, a choice. But the problem I find with Instagram is it's not a desktop sort of platform, is it? It's mobile. And I don't, yes. I don't use my mobile too much. You know, my phone's out the way very rarely do I look at it. I don't sit there on my phone all the time. So I'm very much yeah, a laptop or a desktop. And, and it just doesn't like Instagram, does it? So uh, I'm trying to find some ways of uh, bridging that gap between desktop and Instagram. And I think it's going to happen. I think I could see a shift of that, but it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Yeah, definitely. It's a it's a good it's a good channel. Um, a lot of people are doing TikTok now as well, which is an interesting and one in its in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. There's the dance videos on there, and um, so yeah. it's it's challenging. You never want me. to see that in me, by the way. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> you will never see me on TikTok doing a dance. Definitely not. You can yeah, probably that right there. Money. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Unless somebody <laughs> challenged me, I probably would never do it either. But um, but yeah, it's it's all good stuff. It's just finding the, the platform, and I think you're doing a wonderful job on podcasting which is great in itself and it's interesting isn't it because i know as a fellow podcaster yeah and listeners you're listening to this as listening to a podcast but yeah i listened to podcasts over a decade ago and i thought you know these are just fizzling out they're going nowhere but they've had a real resurgence and of course that's why 
you and I talking now. Uh, so the podcast is Valueverse. The website is www.alloneworldthevalueverse.com. Yep. and they can find you on Instagram at Valueverse. And uh, tell me a little bit about the booking, because you said booking uh, at the Valueverse. What do you mean by booking? Is that, oh, so, is that yeah. different? So the at the Valueverse one is just one that I have. Um, so it's two accounts, but the Valueverse, they're both active on a daily basis. The, okay. At the Valueverse is kind of where the bookings happen. So I have my my assistants uh, book, book guests through that one. And okay. reach out, reach out through that. So it's just strictly a booking one, but all the content is on is on both pages as well. So, yeah, yeah. great. Uh, I want to just ask you then to share a lesson or a tip, something that the listeners can take away. You've given me so many. I've got a post-it note full here of little <laughs> that's good, little nuggets. So that's good. Uh, tell uh, tell us a little bit about what the lesson or tip you want to share with the listeners today that they can take away. So the one that that always speaks to me is you know. Start by small incremental improvements on on yourself and and finding ways to better yourself daily. Um, for me, it's it could be anything as simple as you know picking up a book, something that that interests you. Obviously, don't read things that you're not you know enjoying. And and you know whether it be physicality with with working out, do that thing that you know is is going to be good for you and find a way to get through what I, what, you know, I've read about what's called resistance, which is, mm. you know, getting through something that um, might actually be good for you, but, you know, getting through that block is the hardest part. So my message to everyone is go small, um, start with, with very small incremental changes that you can stick to. And over time, you know, you'll be surprised on the powerful effects that it has to, to help reinvent yourself with. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right there. You know, I never realized until I read Bear Grylls' autobiography about climbing Everest that, you know, you go base camp to base camp back down again. You know, it's not about the big summit, is it? You know, it's not about looking at it and saying, okay, I've got to go big. I, I love that. Go small listeners and find a better, uh, a way to better yourself daily. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, the biggest thing I've written down here and it's absolutely inspirational and you will put a TM at the end of it is allow the best idea to win. There, there's Absolutely. something special right there because very often that's the kind of thing that gets in the way. And so many people have thought, do you know what? I'm going to do something, but I don't know what to do. And I'm gonna, I'll, I'll wait a week. I'll wait another couple of weeks. And it's that procrastination. So mm -hmm. if you have a, an idea, choose the best one, allow the best one to win. And it's that word, isn't mm -hmm. it? Allow it to win. Because we're That's the ones right. that hold it back, aren't we? Man, it's so true. It's so true. We, we get in our way, and it's there's so many things that we'd accomplish if we allowed for that to happen. And what what wonderful things could come of it, you know? And who knows? It could change the world. Yeah. Well, listeners, I'm going to put the the links uh, to Instagram and the web and the podcast below the show notes. So if you're listening to this, look at the show notes uh, there. Final question, then, if you're going to have your next coffee your next kona coffee in a dream location where would that be you know it's it's got my heart there there's two of them that come to mind i think you know for me that that first one there's something about having a coffee in a in a, in a cafe and somewhere in paris france you know um really 
That's yeah, not that, what I expected you to say. That or or Italy would be, you know, the, the second one as well. It just the 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 scene, you know, the the hustle and bustle and and enjoying that coffee yeah. and just taking a break from it is yeah. is quite magical to me. So it's just I don't know. There's an experience to it. Yeah. You know, um, I must admit, I I found Paris. We went there for our uh, wedding anniversary, and I found Paris a little bit underwhelming yeah. uh, i'm not a city fan and i think that was part of the problem so yeah that wouldn't be my dream location italy definitely <laughs> me portofino if nobody's ever been to portofino portofino is a beautiful harbor town uh it's full of celebrities that live there and there's some amazing places uh, so yeah i'd be with you on the italy one yes yeah. now i will say the italy one is definitely i haven't been there so i can't say i can't compare it but the one place that comes to my mind is, is france but i would say that you're, you're probably absolutely right that italy is definitely one i want to check out so you said portofino yeah. portofino yeah yeah got great it. place yeah got it very picturesque uh, it's got some great shops and some great great people that live there as well i'm going to take you up on that yeah when we can, of course. That's the other thing. When we <laughs> yeah, that's another one. That we're in and get into other people's countries. Yeah, that's ah, ridiculous. Man. So thank you for giving up your time. Always, I say to all the listeners, you know, time is the most precious thing we have. And you've given us some great time. But also you've given us some great tips. Thank you very much uh, for being such a different guest. And it's always a pleasure to have a fellow podcaster who understands what it's like to be the other side of the microphone. So Absolutely. thank you for taking part today. And thank you for being a great guest. You've been amazing. Thank you. Simon, thank you so much for having me on and for giving me your time as well. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and um, keep up the awesome work. Yeah. And I look forward to getting an invitation to be a guest on yours as well. That'd be amazing. Absolutely. I'll send that right over. Yeah. And, and listeners, of course, you know, we've listened to Kawan talk about partners and working as a unit, just showing up. You know, so many great one-liners here. And that, that's what I love because they're the things we can do something with today. So, Listeners, be more aware, be better educated, show up, love it or fail, allow the best idea to win and go small. That final tip, go small and be a better yourself every single day. If you can just do one extra thing. I did a push-up challenge uh, last year and I decided to add one push-up every single Beautiful. day and see how far I could get. And it's, sometimes it's that small incremental <sighs> that makes such a difference. So, yeah, I love it's, that. It's That's a beautiful a great thing. Tip. Nice work. Yeah. Uh, and listeners, you know, this is, as you know, part of my mission to do all of those things with businesses around the globe. And I really look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now.